Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Here's a question for you. What is post-traumatic growth and what does it look like? Um... I don't have any idea, and that's why Noel is joining me this morning. <laughs> John, I feel like that's a metaphor for our entire relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard of post-traumatic growth, but I don't have enough knowledge to go into it. Thank God you are here. No, it's it's an interesting topic, and it's a really poignant one, uh, especially coming out of the pandemic, because I, I know folks are are talking about the pandemic, broad strokes, post-traumatic growth, trauma have been tossed around as something that we've collectively experienced, but the nuances and details of what trauma is, how that's different from everyday stress, and what does this mean for us as we all plow forward into the future are all of the answers that we're going yes. to tackle today. A, a quick sidebar, uh, if you're a coach and you don't know something, just admit it. It's so much better to say you don't know instead of pretending like you know and then you lose uh, the trust, right? Whether it's with clients or social media. I think today there are so many coaches and so much information and knowledge that it, it can become very competitive and it doesn't make you less smart because you don't know something. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. And knowledge is a renewable resource. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When you don't know something, you can always learn. And it's super worth adding that we live in an age of digital sound bites where language is so consistently changing and terms are built overnight that become uh, part of our commonplace everyday language that didn't mm. exist a, a year ago, two years ago. Um, toxic positivity is a question that I get literally every class I teach at Journey Coaching. What's my take on toxic positivity? And then, you know, my response back is to always say, well, what is that? <laughs> Right. Let, let's right. talk about it. <laughs> what does that mean? Where did it come from? Who are we trying to control? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into this because I actually want to know it and um, yes. I will be learning as we go. Yeah. So post-traumatic growth. Um, right now at baseline, it's super important to validate and acknowledge that every one of us are holding lots and lots of emotions and experiences that are hard to make sense of. And alongside of that, every single one of us is having a unique experience. And so our collective experience is bonkers, and yet every single one of us is having a different bonkers experience. Mm -hmm. So your experience of the pandemic and my experience of the pandemic are like night and day. Right, right. I mean, you I had a child, yeah. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no doubt that living through a pandemic has changed us. Yeah. And implicit in that, that change is stress and trauma. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and by the way, you know, when, when we use the word trauma, a lot of people see it with the capital T war, sexual assault, like these big things. And, um, 
you could have trauma just from something that happens, you know, day to day. I mean, you could see something, you could, you know, a car accident, uh, uh, something can, can be traumatic for you and it doesn't have to be um, huge, right? But it could still be traumatic in you and your body. That's absolutely true. And, you know, what we're going to get into uh, first is talking about the difference between stress and trauma. Uh, but before we do, I, I always find it really comforting to think about these things in terms of our relationship to nature, that mm. trauma and stress are natural parts of existing, whether you are a tree or a human. Right. So if a tree gets struck by lightning, you know, that would be trauma. If yeah. a tree um, survives a really, really rainy season where the, the soil is just, you know, saturated and there's too much water, that's stress. Yeah. Yeah. I like this comparison um, mm -hmm. of a violent windstorm, right? Or even um, something that, that isn't a, a storm, but something that just shakes the tree can be traumatic depending on the tree. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the difference between trauma and stress, because it's mm -hmm. important to understand the distinction as we're moving into this territory. So examples of stress could be work demands, moving, um, having normal and natural relationship strain, as we yeah. all do in lots of yeah. different kinds of relationship, um, experiencing traffic noise and clutter. Uh, these are everyday things that happen to us. So if we're, you know, thinking about the tree, um, these are everyday things that would happen to the tree. Right. Right. Being single can be traumatic. <laughs> no, being, I would, I would put being single into the the stressful category. Yeah, yeah. Into the stressful category, and prolonged exposure to stress. So prolonged exposure to work demands, or you know, you experienced this. Um, I think during the pandemic was having to move with with frequency. Right. Yeah. And if you're subjected to noise on a regular basis, that can really take a physical and emotional toll on you. And so that's what stress does to the body. It shows up in, in our cardiovascular responses. It impacts our heart and our lungs. And what we know about stress is it does have these negative impacts, but stress can also have incredibly positive impacts when it's experienced mm. in manageable infrequent doses. Right. Um, so what, so, so stress, um, wouldn't, would you say stress is just a part of everyday life? You know, stress um, re is reducing stress is important, but just the fact that, um, stress is there, it's just part of life. Yeah. Stress is a part of life. Everyone experiences it. And, and I think, you know, thinking in terms of traffic noise and clutter is a really great way to contextualize this stuff that, okay, right. that happens on a regular basis. If that's all you experience, traffic noise, clutter, when it piles up to levels that become difficult to deal with, that's when we have problems. But when we experience stress in small doses that are manageable and we overcome our stress by using our tools, exercising, meditating, cleaning up, reducing noise, working on our relationships, getting a handle on our work demands. What happens is those layers of stress equip us with 
an immune system that functions very similarly to our physical immune system. It's like an emotional immune system. And it allows us to become stronger in the face of future stressful situations. Yeah, it's like um, when you go and uh, break muscle down for that muscle to grow back stronger and stress can be positive in that way. Absolutely. So, you know, think of um, perhaps where you're at in, in your career and I'll do the same. And then think about where we both were five years ago. Mm. And the things that used to really stress me out, um, I'm able to take with ease and grace because I've built up that stress immunity. I've taught myself, oh, this is manageable. We both have um, a lot of stress calluses from the years. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. And some gray hairs and some fine lines and all of yeah. the wonderful things that come with it. <laughs> well, well, what's interesting is for me, the things that used to stress me out um, today don't because I don't allow myself to to fall in into the like. I mean, of course, I get I have stress, but they're just different things. Like it takes more to stress me out today um, than you know, say ten years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 I think that's one of the beautiful things that just comes naturally with age is that you learn to let go of stuff, or hopefully, yeah, you yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That and that takes practice, of course. It does, and and all of this is a practice. You know, everything that we're touching on today is is taking an objective look at the systems that impact us and say, okay, how can we become observers and then directors of our own experience? Yeah. Yeah. So next up, let's talk about trauma because that is a different kind of experience than stress, but it is related. So trauma represents something that occurs outside of the ordinary. So when I mentioned, you know, a tree getting struck by lightning, that is something that occurs outside of the ordinary and it creates lasting impact, lasting problems. And here's the important part for humans, interrupts one's personal narrative of this Mm. is the way my life, quote unquote, is. Yeah. So um, death, divorce, um, uh, obviously a violent crime. Or a slow burn, like living through the pandemic, you know, um, a a chapter of your life can be traumatic, you know, um, uh, college for me was kind of traumatic. Oh, my God, me too. High school as well. (laughs) High school was I loved high school. College was horrible. So yeah, that that um, that can be traumatic. And that can be, you know, two, three years, and it could be um, a light grade, right? It doesn't have to be like some one event that 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 uh, stamps that is traumatic. It could be like you come out after four years, and you realize that entire four, that whole experience cumulatively has been traumatic. Yeah. And sometimes you don't recognize it when you're in a specific chapter either. And oh, yeah. It, I, the most important thing to acknowledge here when we're talking about trauma and we're looking back at our lives or we're looking at our lives in the present moment and saying, what am I experiencing? Is this stress or trauma? When we're dealing with trauma, there's a definitive sense of both a before and and mm-hmm. after. Yeah. So there's a, there's a contrast. Mm-hmm. There's a contrast yeah. and we, we bookmark it in our minds and our lives. So when we have trauma, when there's the big T change that occurs, there are three outcomes to consider. And this is where post-traumatic growth comes in. So um, if we don't do a good job 
handling our trauma or whatever has happened to us is so significant that it's impossible for us to manage our experience. This is what's known as succumbing to the event, which is PTSD. Right, right. Um, and, you know, for the record, uh, PTSD isn't a, a death sentence. It's an experience. I live with PTSD um, and I've learned how to manage it over the years. And sometimes there's an acute event that happens that triggers me, but I'm aware of it. I know what my own emotional and physiological responses are. Mm-hmm. Another thing that can come from trauma is resilience and recovery, which I've experienced uh, to a large degree, and and many, many, many people do. Going into dysfunction with full-blown PTSD is not the norm for humans. Um, so just like a tree getting struck by lightning, you know, lots of trees do, and they go on to grow and live their full, beautiful tree lives, right? Yeah. Um, and then from that soil, we are born um, the opportunity for post-traumatic growth, which is kind of like the holy grail of what we're talking about with the potential for positive outcomes. So how do you know that post-traumatic growth is happening? Yeah. So it shows up in lots of different ways. And it's all to do with positive emotions, which come from your Mm. endocrine system. So Let's set this up here appropriately. So when we have when we have negative emotions, they're rapid and fast acting, and they intentionally draw our attention away from whatever feels good in the moment. And that's an evolutionary trait called negativity bias, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're if you're if you're experiencing a trigger, if PTSD kicks in, it's it's rapid, it's fast acting. Um, Post traumatic growth shows up through the slow pulsing of positive emotions. And we actually have to work harder to notice them because they are subtle and lilting. But the cool thing about positive emotions is that the more you stack them, the stronger and more resilient you become. So these are things that it may take you a while to tune into and lean into and really notice with post-traumatic growth. But these include increased appreciation for life, Mm-hmm. feeling of increased personal strength, improved interpersonal skills and relationships, changing life priorities, um, spiritual changes, suddenly really finding yourself in a spiritual sense and being able to really connect to meaning. Um, the things that you just said uh, are things that I experienced probably six, seven years after divorce. So I feel like my divorce was traumatic, the rebuilding of my life. But then on the other side of that, I feel like I I had post-traumatic growth. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, can kind of contextually looking at your life, I I would also hasten to say that you also had a, a sidecar of a lot of stress Oh yeah, with oh, yeah. Uh, entrepreneurship and and of business course. building, yeah. and so yeah. you were juggling trauma and stress, and you learned how to manage it over the years. Can I just say, guys, um, entrepreneurship for me was like being in a dark room trying to find the light switch. I mean, <laughs> that's what it's like for everyone. Yeah, yeah, right. 
<laughs> it's true. And, you know, I went through a divorce as well. Um, the PTSD that I refer to um, came from a significant event in my life that, that doesn't deal with divorce. Um, but, you know, I experienced crazy stress and maybe even a little bit of trauma around entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. And and I think I'm just starting to get to the place of post-traumatic growth with appreciation for life, personal strength, definitely improved interpersonal skills and relationships, mm -hmm. um, spiritual change and meaning for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it's good to know um, that there has been um, growth, you know, out yeah. of something that was traumatic. I think um, that changes your lenses. I mean, that definitely, I mean, at least for me, that injects hope. It makes me look back and realize that um, there, there was a reason things happened. You know, it almost it almost makes it um, kind of a, a spiritual arc for me when I look back and know this. One hundred percent. And so, you know, these things that that we're detailing, you and I are, are looking back over, you know, seven, eight year period, um, nine, maybe even 10 year period, having lived a pretty unique existence on this planet. Um, and so a lot of folks out there are starting to experience these things for the very first time, specifically as a result of the pandemic, because the pandemic in their lifetimes was really the first biggie, where there is a mm. before and an after. And the trauma with a capital T came crashing through the walls. And universally, I don't know about you, but at least in my world of positive psychology and research and coaching, these outcomes have become normative that people are saying, I've changed my priorities. Mm -hmm. I wonder with um, when you experience post-traumatic growth, I wonder if something happens that is um, irreversible, like a change, like secondary change, right? Like um, whether it is wiring or your lens is changing, there's a permanence to it. When you come out and you've experienced post-traumatic growth, um, it's hard to then regress. Absolutely. It, yeah. it, you're, you're correct. And I would hasten to say it's neuroplasticity. Mm, so, yeah. you know, the way to think about that is the neurons that fire together wire together. Right, um, right. You, you've gained new experiences, new skills, new ways of seeing the world. So you have this whole snazzy new set of neural pathways. And the things that used to stress you out, um, your thoughts don't travel down the same old roads anymore. So you're actually bypassing um, neural masses that house stress responses and going more towards the funky new ones um, that feel good to tap into. Yeah. And you know, the value in this, I think for me, at least the gold is you then look back at your story and you don't see what was traumatic as suffering. Although I'm sure it may have felt that way. You see it as um, part of your story. There's an acceptance involved, right? And so when you come out the other side and you know that you have grown from something, um, you don't see yourself as having suffered. You see yourself as um, just going through the hero's journey. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought up storytelling because that's a huge part of tapping into post-traumatic growth mm -hmm. is reclaiming our own narrative and telling our stories over and over and over again to ourselves, yeah. to others, to coaches, to therapists, to trusted friends. And this is called in the world of post-traumatic growth, expert companionship. When you have 
a companion to to walk with you, you know, through these experiences. I have one really good friend and every day we just text each other, checking in, checking in. And, you know, some days it'll be like, I am not okay. <laughs> and some days it'll be, I'm okay. Are you okay? No, you're not. Fuck. All right. <laughs> like, um, and so having those lines of communication open to tell your experience is literally one of the things that helps those neurons fire and wire in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. I love this. You're, um, indirectly giving me a coaching session. <laughs> that's what I, I mean, that's kind of my job here, you know? Right, um, right. And so as, as we do this, what goes on is that we start to move the puzzle pieces that have been laid out in front of us and, and we fashion them into a new life narrative. And so exactly as you described, what we begin to learn is that even in loss, there may be gain. Um, when we get really vulnerable with others, we learn that that's actually a strength. And then we begin to experiment with new ways of living. And that experimentation is the, the critical part that will lead us towards post-traumatic growth because we have to do mm. things differently if we want to grow. Yeah. And I think that part you're talking about takes courage. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's where a lot of people drop the ball because, because it does take courage. It, it does. It does take courage. So, you know, let's talk about where to begin with this work because it's very simple. And a lot of times I find that some of the most elegant and profound aspects of positive psychology are the most simple. And and nature designs it that way, right? So, you know, if we're thinking about the tree that's struck by lightning, that tree has its own systems built in to keep growing, to become stable again. And so do we. And if we're thinking about humans and storytelling, it's so primal to our existence. Um, thinking back to caveman days where the humans who came before us etched their stories on the walls of caves. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. something that's just so naturally in us. And what we're really talking about is creating space to reflect. Right. Right. Yeah. I, um, and I think maybe because I studied screenwriting, um, I naturally as a coach gravitate toward um, one story narrative, you know, all of that. That's, it's a powerful tool for me in, in coaching. It is. And, you know, you know, you can do this with a coach for sure. Um, uh, I, I do, I, I work with a coach and a therapist and, um, if you're working on your own, journaling, blogging, podcasting, yeah. um, are all different ways to get your story out. Um, I just had a revelation. The greatest tool for me going through my divorce was me, um, blogging, um, at, on Tumblr at the time. And I, did it daily uh, for hours as like a journal. I just hit post, but that was so therapeutic. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine me healing um, without that piece in my life. Absolutely. Narrative yeah. reframing 101. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so, and, and I think too, tying it all together. So once we do that, once we take the time to reflect, to reframe, um, to pull all of the puzzle pieces out and see how you might want to fashion them anew, then the mm -hmm. next step moving us towards 
post-traumatic growth is to recenter our values in whatever way feels right for us. And then finally, to begin to experiment with new ways of doing things differently. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for this mini lesson on on post-traumatic growth. Uh, Looking back at my story, uh, it makes me feel good that that's kind of, you know, uh, what I experienced and where I landed. Awesome. And I think um, as we're emerging from this pandemic, that is also what we all have to look forward to. Yeah, what a great um, a redef- redefinition, you know. Uh, I think a lot of people during the, uh, right now with the pandemic, and I know there's a lot of people going through a lot of things, it, it, it could be very hard to feel hopeful. Um, but knowing that there is something called post-traumatic growth, a lot of times at the end of something traumatic, um, that to me is instant hope, you know, the, makes me feel like there was a reason. And so yes. I hope that if you're listening and, and, and you've been going through some rough patches, um, that that could also be for you as well. Beautiful. Well, thank you for listening, gang. And we'll catch yep. you next time. Yeah, be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training, and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything.